This is Will Montgomery, former Washington Redskins center. Yo, what's good, folks? This is Trey Johnson, the headbanger, yo. And you're listening to Mess Hall with Rally Captain and Selgate Ted. Word. What's going on, Rally? How you been, man? Yo, Ted, man, you brought something to light that, uh, you know, this is the second week that we're going into that uh, our listeners haven't heard from us, or a week, shall I say, that our listeners haven't heard from us. And so I've been doing all right, just busy as heck, man, just just busy, busy, busy. But, you know, I guess being busy means that you're alive. So uh, it's all good. How have you been, bro? I've been good, man. I used to say I'd rather be busy than bored. I take that back. I mean, <laughs> granted, last week, I know we didn't do a show. There wasn't really a lot going on other than some stuff we'll catch up on now. But I had uh, two Caps games last week and then went out to Nationals opening day and had a blast out there. Ran into a couple of our listeners hanging out there in front of the Green Turtle, where uh, mm-hmm. B. Mitch and Finley were broadcasting from 106.7 The Fan. A couple of people walked up, told me they loved the show. And speaking of which, I wanted to read a review that we got here on okay. Apple Podcasts. So cool. this is from Rob the Builder 15. Rob okay. put up great fans' perspective. Always love to hear from Tailgate Ted and Rally Cap. It's great to not only stay updated on Commander's news, but to also hear from some of the most recognizable Commander's fan and listen to their opinions of team-related activities. We'll continue to listen for a long time. Left hand up. So appreciate it. Definitely, man. Appreciate Rob. We sent a uh, you know tweet out there asking listeners to leave some likes, leave some reviews. Rob was one of them. For those of you out there listening to this now, do us a favor. Hit like, hit subscribe. If you're on a platform where you can rate the show, really appreciate that. Please do. Just takes a couple of seconds there, and we'll be happy to read them on the show. But, man, people are listening because hanging out at opening day, if I had a beer for every person, you know, drank a beer for everyone that offered to get me one that was listening – I don't think it would have actually made it into the ball game because there were a lot of people walking <laughs> wow. around and it was actually, it was fun to see, man. It really was. So what have that's you been up to, that's... man, over the past couple of days or past couple of weeks? Well, so a lot of people don't know, but, um, and I guess this is my time to share, you know, everyone always asks me, Hey man, how can you afford to go to all these games? Well, I grind in the off season. And so, you know, between working a lot to be able to afford to the toys that I have, as well as trips that I like to take, as, as well as football, you know, hey, man, a brother's behind the scenes just grinded. And so that's what I've been doing. And um, I've been trying to get myself prepared for the century ride that we got coming up. And uh, I mean, the date is, is, is fastly approaching. And so you know, one thing that I, that I am not going to do is get out there without riding my bicycle and so and then fall flat on my face. I mean, a lot, 100 miles is a lot on a bicycle. Is, you know? I don't know how you're doing that. I mean, Greg, yeah. you've been training for this, so you know what yes. you're getting into when yes. you do this all the time. I've seen the videos of you and the bike and the simulators and all that stuff. So, you know, hats off to you, more power to you. You know, that's just not for me. There's zero chance you'd ever see me. I mean, 20 miles on a bike, fine. 100 miles, no way. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a 50 mile 
uh, ride coming up on the 22nd in uh, Calvert County. Um, I've never been down there before. I've heard of Calvert County, but I've never been down there before. So I'm looking forward to uh, riding down there. It's for a good cause. It's for uh, the homeless. And um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to donating my time and, and, and my sweat. Hopefully no blood, but sweat and tears. There you go, man. Well, you might have to send a video of you riding the Martin Mayhew because he did a uh, press conference at the league owners meetings and was talking about players and position. And it's obviously everyone's getting ready for the draft right now. And there's yeah. a lot of people coming in to talk to the team, a couple of guys coming in to interview with the coaching staff. But what I took out of Martin Mayhew's meetings with the reporters two weeks ago was basically the team isn't going after Lamar Jackson. We've said it here on the podcast before. It's not happening. And Martin mm -hmm. Mayhew came out and said, it's not happening. Now, Ron Rivera also was asked, because he did some meetings last week at the owners' meetings, about Lamar Jackson. And Ron said that's not going to happen. But one of the questions a reporter asked him was, if new ownership does come in, then will you reevaluate quarterback? And he said, yeah, we're, you know, we basically are going to have to. I'm paraphrasing. But, you know, at this point, they didn't want to go for Lamar because of the money that they'd have to pay him and the people they'd have to cut and get rid of. So if you guys haven't had a chance to listen to Ron's presser, it was about 30 minutes. It's out there. You can easily find it. It's on the Commander's YouTube channel. But I've got a couple of clips from it. And one clip that was kind of frustrating to hear. I'm not sure if you've heard this one yet. But one clip was kind of frustrating to hear. I'm not going to steal his thunder. This was Ron talking about roster building. Impact those dynamic playmakers, that, that front that you're trying to build. I mean, we are roster building, I think, for the first time and, and feel really good about being able to do the things that we're doing right now. So we're roster building for the first time. I, you know, I was angry when I heard this clip, how did you, you feel? You know, that makes no sense. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it makes no sense. And I, and I think what's happening is he, he's, he's been put on the spot and he's trying to formulate an answer. And there's a part of me that understands what he's trying to say, but it didn't come out well. And we know that, uh, so I guess day one that you got here, uh, you weren't building the roster. I mean, that doesn't, I understand. I think what he was trying to say is we're trying to get, we have more pieces in play than we've ever had at key positions. I would think that that would be the better answer to roster building. It's not even building. It's the, for the first time part. He <laughs> came in here with complete control. He is in charge of this roster up and down. Yeah, he's got Eminem, you know, Marty and Martin that are helping him evaluate while he's doing other stuff. But to say you're roster building for the first time is just dumbfounding. And if I am one of the new potential owners and someone plays me that clip, I'm thinking to myself, what the hell has this guy been doing the past four seasons other than not winning? or not having a winning season. Yeah, because right now 
they're looking over everything about him with the fine tooth comb. And like you said, if I was an owner, I, I, I would put a little note to the side and then say, all right, what do you mean by this? <laughs> I mean, I hear it. It's like I listen to clips and go throughout the week before we do a show. And just in general, I'll send myself text messages. So I know, you know, let's bring this up on the show, get this for the rundown. If I'm one of the new potential owners, I am assigning someone to follow this team and follow the coaching staff and follow what they do in the draft. So we're not having to get caught up when we do take over. We already have been involved along the way, just kind of in the background, and we understand what they just recently did. And another thing that came out was the sale of the team is somewhat slowing down what else they want to do during this free agent time period. I mean, they've spent a ton of money, you know, not to rehash old shows, but they're just under $3 million on the salary cap. So Ron was asked, does that hurt you guys? And he said, no, we can make room if we need to make room. That's not a problem at all. But the fact that we are now just starting to roster build I thought was very interesting. And Pete Haley from the Beltway Football Podcast and NBC Sports Washington actually talked to Ron about this yesterday. And for those wondering, it's Wednesday, April 5th. Ron Rivera was honored outside, I think it was a World War II memorial in downtown DC yesterday. World War One, I, I believe. Okay, World War One, And he did yeah. a kind of, I don't want to say impromptu, but he did a media scrum with a bunch of the guys out there. This is a clip of Pete asking Ron a question about that roster building comment. You had the comment with these guys last week at owner meetings about this is your first offseason of true roster building. Right. What would you describe the first couple seasons as, or what got in the way well, of the true roster building? The, the, the roster build is you're building around a, a, a quarterback situation that, that, that you feel pretty good about. But also, it's a, it's a, it's a rookie quarterback salary that you're working around more so than anything else. And so with that, you know, we were able to, 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 to make some money, spread it, uh, you know, uh, uh, make some money just last and be able to spread it around to, 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 to more than one or two guys. You know, we, we were we felt like, you know, we may not have been going for the upper, upper echelon guys, but we were, we were in a pretty good tier and we're pretty excited about those guys. We really are. And that's what made it exciting is that, you know, we were able to do that, you know, when you when you try to work around a quarter uh, uh, a quarterback situation where you're trying to find that guy you spend a little bit more than you really want to um, and you put yourself in, in, in that position where you you can't just go out and say hey you know hey we like this tackle and we like this guard and that center you know we like you know we like this linebacker you know now we were able to do that and that's what I meant by it is that you know when you're when you're dealing off of the uh, and somebody I don't know somebody put it out there that they, they, they showed, you know, what right now, what it is like with these two quarterbacks in terms of, you know, what our total expenditure is for this season. I mean, that and that's a good number for us to be able to work around. That's what, we, that's what I meant by that. So he's trying to change what he said because I think it got him in hot water with the media around town and the fan mm -hmm. base. And if you guys are like me and Ravi, you listen to sports talk radio and, you know, everyone's been playing the clip. But talking about we finally have, and let me go back and see what it was, uh, basically building around a quarterback that we feel pretty good about. 
this will be Ron's fourth season as the Washington head coach. It will be his fourth different fourth. starting quarterback. <laughs> right. Okay. So year one, he inherited a quarterback from the previous regime. Yeah. Year two, he brought in Ryan Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. Fitz was getting paid $10 million. Okay. Year three, they brought in Carson Wentz. We mm-hmm. all know who's getting $27 million. Huge. Right. On top of that, they traded for Carson and ate some of his salary that the Colts were willing to just dump and get rid of because they couldn't trade for a quarterback that actually they couldn't sign a quarterback that actually wanted to come here. They had to trade for someone that had no choice where they landed. So you're building your roster by bringing in this guy that you felt pretty good about. Remember, he he saw the tape. He looked at the freaking analytics. He you know blew his top on it. Mm-hmm. And then now they brought in Jacoby Brissett. Brissett is going to be competing for the spot with Sam Howell, but they like where they are from a salary situation because they can peanut butter spread it around because they're not investing $27 million in a quarterback like they did with Wentz, but Brissett's making 7.5 mil, right? Well, Fitzpatrick was only making 10. What were you doing then? What were you doing with the salary that you had at that point in time or with the roster that you were building, knowing that Fitzpatrick wasn't costing you a ton of money? Mm -hmm. That's the part that frustrates me with Rivera's comments, trying to say, well, now we've got a rookie quarterback in Sam Howell, who's not a rookie, but you know what I mean? He's on his rookie deal, not making a ton of money. And you got Brissett coming in here that's not making a ton of money. Well, you had Fitzpatrick two years ago that wasn't making a ton of money. And obviously he got injured, but from a roster perspective, you're saying this is the first time you're ever building. Well, what the hell were you doing two years ago when you were saving money at quarterback where most playoff teams are spending in the high twenties, if not 30 or more million dollars. I just, I don't get it, man. Sounds like he was robbing Peter to pay Paul, to be honest with you. That's what it sounds like because, uh, the money went to other things. And one thing that we do know is the organization supposedly is cash strapped. So with, with all the things that the repairs for the stadium, you know, the stuff with DS, I mean, they always talk about that. So um, now you've got to go rock bottom low because you just paid Duran, even though I know that Duran is his, his, his money isn't coming nine in until million. Ap- yeah, until it's nine million this season. Yeah. Yeah. Afterwards, but you've got to be able to bring guys in. So, so basically, are we going to be doing a lot in the draft? Is that, I think is that so. what we're going to be? Is, I, yeah, we're going to have, we're gonna have going to. to do that. Yeah. We're, we're going to have to, because as he puts it, the money aspect of things and is, you know, you're looking at Sam on a rookie deal, Kobe, uh, Brissett, you know, that's not a lot of money. But one thing that that bothers me is that tells you that that they really thought that Carson was the guy they really did to pay him that much money because it almost feels like they thought that we were a quarterback away. That's what it feels like. Yeah. And we weren't a quarterback away. We're still a quarterback away. No. 
but and I know that this is this is this is a moot point, but it's something that a lot of people don't understand or get frustrated, not understand, but they get frustrated with when you say you don't want Lamar because Lamar would take us from hypothetically a, a two to an eight out of 10, if you will. And I know that nobody wants, nobody, they're not going to do that unless the new owner says, yes, you will, if he's available. I mean, well, they, so technically, I guess from a salary cap perspective, they don't, I mean, we talked about, it, they don't have any room on the cap, mm -hmm. right? So you can't just start cutting players to bring in a Lamar who turned down $175 million guaranteed. Yes, they could structure his contract like the Browns did with Deshaun Watson, where it's a small cap number this year and it not really affect the Browns because he was suspended mm -hmm. and he wasn't really doing a ton. So the, when I say they can't, that's not true. They can, but the damage it would cause to would. the quote unquote roster building they're doing now would be somewhat irreparable, but they, they don't have the ability to make that decision right now because we're an ownership limbo. I mean, we've right. been in limbo for a while and something we talked about because of an article that we read from the athletic that Dan Snyder kicked the signing bonuses for some of his players contracts for Deron Payne's contract and some of the other guys who just signed to May 12th. We were hoping that was going to be a sign that the sale is going to potentially be done. Then. <laughs> yeah. Well, it turns out that during the league meetings, Rivera said this is something that they also did when he was with the Panthers, that it's not uncommon for NFL mm -hmm. teams to move that out and then have it hit later on. So all of our hopes that this was going to be done in May, let's not hold May 12th as a date at that point in time. Maybe let's hold May 22nd, the owners meetings as a point where we think this thing might end. It's just, we had eight wins last year. How many wins do you think Lamar would get us on his own? Me personally, I think on his own, he could get us another four on top of that eight if they were to I, bring him here. I was going to say 12. Yeah, I, I was going to say the exact same thing. And and um, that would be a lot better than what we've had for these last couple of years. So it, it would almost be, a, yeah, it, it, would, it would almost be a worthy investment. Um, but it it, it reminded me of the 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 RG three trade deal that we got. You know what was it, six first rounds or something like that? I mean, it was some astronomical amount that we had to give up in order to move up to to get RG. And and you know, realistically, uh, with with new owners, um, the repairs to the stadium, everything that's involved, hypothetically, would you want to go poor to have a maybe a winning one winning season and i yes. think that one i you, mean you would like you i would, I would take do that. 2012 again to potentially have that happen i mean that okay. was you know lightning in a bottle it was it was great but let's be honest on my side i don't want lamar jackson here because okay. i don't want us to do and go to all of that trouble for a quarterback of his stature that likes to run and has a guaranteed contract that he wants that could potentially get injured on any given play. And next thing you know, that fully guaranteed contract just screws us over for years to come. Years to come. Like I was saying, like the 
RG three trade up that we did. I mean, yeah, three got, first got, round picks. There's three and first round picks. A second round. Yeah. Yeah. That we gave up for them. That 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 hurt us, you know, and and we're still pulling ourselves out of it because of it. I think that we've we've done a lot of uh, good things to be able to 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 circumvent that, but um, here we are. And like you said, is it, but you just said that you would do it though. I don't no, think I that you want to do. do it. No, oh, I thought you said do. you would do it. No, no, no. I, no. Said- I wouldn't want. I don't want Lamar to come here okay. just based upon how we won't be able to afford to pay other guys and because of the fact that he's been hurt for two seasons and you know like it or not whether you believe it or not did he quit on his team in the playoffs did he not want to play because of the contract situation you know i i don't want him here and i don't think it's going to happen and thankfully you know martin said it's not going to happen you know if new ownership comes in and says hey i want you to do what you can to go after this guy then you know what we got no control over it so be it, but opinion-wise, no. Nah, I don't think it's the right move at all. Okay. I'm good with well, Sam. Gotcha. Well, if he came, we'd be fans. And oh, yeah. I'm not buying his jersey. No, no. I don't buy players' jerseys anymore. I, I just don't do that. Bobby, Bobby Three Sticks was, uh, was the last true quarterback jersey that I bought. Uh, I, I, I take that back. I bought a, a Colt McCoy jersey. There you go. I did buy I did buy a Colt McCoy jersey. So, but he was the last one. So yeah, I last quarterback one I got was Robert. It was upsetting. I don't know why I have that thing. <laughs> but I didn't actually get your thoughts on Robert's comment about uh him potentially coming here and being part of the ownership group with the Harris bid. Now, did you hear him talk about how he wanted to be or is talking to Josh Harris on the Rich Eisen show about potentially joining the ownership group? I, I did hear that. And um, I'll just say that, thank God I'm in the travel business and not contract business because <laughs> I would screw that all up. But the way I look at with the whole RG3, RG3 thing is he probably did have a conversation or some type of conversation. And in his mind, hey, I'm right there with you guys. But I really don't think that it was as in-depth as, as possibly he may have wanted it to be. I could be wrong. So, so before I, I step on myself, I'll say that uh, if he did, hey, more power to you, Robert. I, I, and if you, But if you didn't, you may have overstepped your boundaries in the conversation that you had. Um, the only other person that I've heard about the team on a, from a sports uh, person's voice is Magic Johnson. He's the okay. only other person. He's the only other person, as far as sports are concerned, that mentioned ownership. But I, we know that Magic Johnson has the collateral to be able to say something like that. You know, and I don't want to get inside RG3's pocket because he, he could have, you know, he may have made some great investments to be able to do that. But I think it was more so a conversation. Yeah, Robert's, Robert's comment reminds me of your boy, right? Like you're at the bar and he's hanging out there and he's single and the waitress says hello to him. And that's the entire conversation. 
Right. And he's thinking he's got me. a chance, man. <laughs> I, I, I got a shot with her. Oh, yeah. you see what she said to me? And to me, yeah. it's like he called Josh Harris and they took his phone call and they had like a four minute conversation. And then he's thinking, oh, man, I got a shot. I got a shot. Well, you know, sorry, Robert, I don't think you do. And I don't think mm-hmm. the other NFL owners want to have anything to do with him because mm-hmm. he talks too much. He tweets too much. He TikToks too much. And if something were to come up that ownership doesn't like, that the other NFL owners don't like, even if he had a half a percent of ownership in the commanders, he can't stop himself from making him the center of attention on everything. So he'll tweet about it and get himself in some hot mess. Yeah. And I'm just happy that I don't think it's official. We know that magic is official. And last week, Bank of America received two bids for the commanders. The first bid that came out was Josh Harris, Mitchell Rails, and Magic Johnson. The bid was nearly $6 billion. It's not quite $6 billion. It's been reported by different outlets that it's six, but according to Front Office Sports, it's nearly $6 billion. For those that don't know, Harris also bid on the Broncos and ended up losing. But the good news on that is that means the NFL already did their due diligence into Harris's finances. Yeah, he's so been vetted. He's been vetted by them. Mm-hmm. And Magic Johnson was actually on the Today Show just this past Monday, I think it was Monday, talking about that bid. And this is what Magic had oh to say. Oh, my gosh. And you've got uh, you got a lot going on. And for, what are we hearing about you uh, buying the Commanders? Oh, well, wait, what? <laughs> you heard yeah, that? Hell, oh, hell went right to it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, our bid is in. We hope that uh, we win. We yeah. don't know what's going to happen. You always win. That's it. <laughs> always win. Yeah. So, oh, a lot of so, that's, so now you just have to design some new uniforms. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. So we'll see what happened with Mr. Snyder making that decision. So, But we're excited about it. I mean, you own a lot of teams, but at NFL, I mean, that would Well, that's the last thing, right? Yeah. We, have the Dodgers, they have the Sparks, <laughs> LAFC, yeah, soccer. Yeah. We won the championship this season, so that was great. Wow. So we'll see what happens. So I'm excited that Magic is out there publicly talking about this because I would love it if he were a part of the ownership group. Same thing with Mitchell Rails. We've got some local guys here that know the area and what this town wants. And mm-hmm. Like Craig said, he's a winner. He wins at everything. But the second bid that they got was from Steve Apostolopoulos, the Canadian Greek guy that bid $6 billion, slightly higher than Harrison Rails. But the thing about that is Apostolopoulos, apparently, I don't know if he cares. To me, he's like that guy that's on Tinder, right? And he's just swiping right and swiping right on every sports franchise he can buy because he also put in a bid to buy the Ottawa Senators. He is one of at least six groups that are in the second phase of potentially purchasing them. And mm-hmm. I also believe that he's trying to purchase the Charlotte Hornets. So, uh, okay. Yeah. How does this guy have this much money? I don't know. That's why front office sports is not taking his bid seriously, if you will, saying that Harris is the you know likely winner of it. But 
I mean, if the guy's got the kind of cash, then more power to him. It's just interesting that one is six bill, one is slightly less than that, but people are giving Harris kind of the uh, leg up in that race. And then Charles Gasparino, a.k.a. Dan Snyder's burner account, is tweeting out there that uh, Jeff Bezos, if you want to bid, it's okay. We'll let you bid. Dan's not mad at you. And obviously I'm paraphrasing, but he just put out an hour ago, Jeff Bezos eyeing the commanders could make Dan Snyder the $6 billion man. And he's just been all over the place trying to entice Bezos to mm -hmm. bid on the commanders, in my opinion, for Dan. He's just Dan's mouthpiece. And he's actually tagging Jeff Bezos on Twitter like Jeff is going to monitor and actually reply back to that. But it's curious what your thoughts are on all that. Well, ultimately, like you said, uh, the Harris group, Magic Johnson, they're vetted. Uh, excuse me, I butchered his name. The OPP, you know, you're down Steve with me. Yeah. Steve, you know. Um, so is he vetted as well because he's tried to purchase or is he is he recently trying to purchase these other teams? So Bank of America has got his fully funded bid, but the NFL has to go do their due diligence once Snyder accepts the bid. Okay. So that's what we're talking about, kind of the vetting process and everything else from there. I don't know if he's vetted. I know there have been questions about Apostolopoulos and where he's getting all the money from. So... Mm -hmm. I haven't heard that he has been fully vetted in any of the articles or seen in any of the articles that I'm finding out there. So I don't know. And the bids that he's putting on the Ottawa Senators, those are recent. That's not old. So, okay. so I'm saying he's that guy on Tinder that's just swiping on any franchise he can buy. Well, you know, there's an old saying in the hood. It ain't tricking if you got it. So I'm not mad at him if he can do it get it done. If they approve it, so be it. Um, also, like with Bezos, do we really know? No, we don't know. And there's going to come a time. I mean, we're going to find out eventually. I mean, it's inevitable. It's, it's going to happen. Will it be sold for the $6 billion, 6.5, whatever it is that, that they're trying to reach here? I mean, we know it's not going to be seven. We know that. But if Bezos can do it, okay. If not, not if he can do it, does he want to do it? Let, that, yeah. let me say that, if he wants to do it, because we know he can do it. Oh, yeah, in yeah. a heartbeat. And yeah, so, so and, that, and that's why uh, they're trying to say, no, 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 we never had a problem with that. We, 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 we understand now that you don't write the articles. You're just an owner. I mean, and, and to me, Dan should know him being an owner how much does he did he write or did he get someone to write for him so uh, th that whole that whole thing is just makes to me makes him look weak you yeah, know it really it, does it, he's better yeah, exactly and so just let the chips fall where they, where they may man and who whoever you're high you're going to be the highest paid team you know anyway a highest bought team so Who's ever got the money, man, at this point, you're already overseas on your yacht. Just sit back and, and relax and let it come in. You know, that, that's how I feel about it.
Um, yeah. One thing that that Magic said that I think that a lot of people maybe might have blown out of proportion is when he said, uh, "Well, well, well, was it Roker? It was Al Roker? Yeah, it was Roker. Roker said, well, and change uniform, and he kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, one of the things that you want to gain a fan base or you want to lose a fan base. You change that burgundy and gold, you're going to lose this fan base. I mean, I know that I probably would not be, be a fan if you change from burgundy and gold to whatever. It just wouldn't happen. I, I can tell you that right now. You know, we all have our breaking points, and that was one of our breaking points before. I said, you can name us the Washington Pixie Dust. I, I'm, I'm okay with it. Just don't change the colors. And I know that that didn't go over well with a lot of people, but the name doesn't really bother me as much. Don't change my colors. You know, if, if yeah. you're going to change something, don't change my colors. Don't do that. Um, and as far as a, a, another rebrand is concerned, like I told you, man, I'm a fan. And ultimately, what they're going to do is what they're going to do. Um, will they? How about this? Well, they, if they did hypothetically do a rebrand, I would hope that they will learn from their mistakes of this past one and truly get fan input. Or don't even say you want fan input and just shove it down our throat and be done with it. But, but don't ask us for our input and then you go totally way left. So hopefully you learn from your mistakes on a lot of issues that we've had. And I am willing, as well as I'm sure you're willing, to sit down with the new incoming crew so that we don't repeat these same mistakes. I've been thinking about that all day today. And yeah. everyone's been so, yelling and screaming page. about, you know, oh, Magic Johnson said that they're gonna change it. They're gonna rebrand it. No, it's like, no, people are just seeing stuff but not actually clicking or listening to the audio clips. Al Roker just asked him a quick question. And he said, mm -hmm. yes, 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 whatever it was on there. Jason, and granted, whoever buys the team can do whatever the hell they want to. Yep. But it comes down to you still have to get permission from the NFL. Mm -hmm. And going through another rebrand at that point is going to be taxing on this fan base, on this town. Hey, if you don't like the commanders, sorry, I really don't care. But that's our team. And if you're not a fan because that's the name, then to me, you're not a fan. It, it is what it is. That's just my opinion. That's not rallies or anybody else's. But Jason Wright actually was asked about this. And Wright said he uh, expressed skepticism that a new owner would look to rebrand the commanders upon buying the franchise from owner Dan Snyder. The decision isn't ultimately up to him, but Wright said none of the groups that he has met have mentioned the possibility of changing the team's name and logo again. Mm -hmm. This is from an article from the Washington Times. And this is a quote from Wright. No, because they're business folks, Wright told the Washington Times. They're thinking about how we can continue to grow attendance, how we can continue to drive up the value of the business, how we can invest in a championship. It's about winning a healthy business and a new venue. Those Bingo. are the big priorities. Bingo. He said, and go ahead. I would focus on the things that can fuel a championship, Wright said. I don't know if that's one of them. If it is, it's way down the totem pole, a way down the list. Here's the thing. And if I had to, if I had to question Magic, I would say, so Magic, 
would you be okay with the Lakers going from purple and gold to blue and black? And he probably would say, hell no, bingo. So that's not going to happen. Slow your roll, everybody take a breath and relax. Well, I think Al was talking more so about the uniforms, not the colors. It hasn't been brought up that they're going to change the colors. But for me, you know, I'll be distraught if we go through another rebrand. It's been way too many names and too short a time period. On top of the fact, you know, about the money that we've spent, our gear, everything else, I actually got this shirt, Fight for Old D.C., doesn't say anything commanders on it, but we all know what in the world it means. Because definitely I'm hesitant at this point to buy commander's gear. You know, well, wait a minute, just... Ted. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, Ted. You mean to tell me that you don't get your stuff donated to you? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> uh, I will tweet out. No, I won't tweet it out. But if people knew how much money I spent on that day where we were able to raid the team store, right? You, you pay for your gear, I pay for my gear. You know, I put a tweet out there because. I'm filming a TV show next week and I want to get some original commander's gear that I wanted to rock for the show. Not knocking the stuff that the team has, but I just didn't want to buy some of that stuff from them anymore because I'm concerned about what's going to happen. And if the team is wondering if sales are down, well, you know why, because Mm -hmm. we're in ownership limbo again. And you got all this stuff that's happening. And to me, you've got the Red Wolves fan base that is still butthurt, that can't oh, get yeah. over the fact that we're not the Red Wolves. And sorry, I don't think it's going to be the Red Wolves, even if they wanted to change it. But knowing that Jason Wright is saying this, and who knows if Jason's going to have a job after the fact, but I hope he will. They can come in here and just flip up the table and just do whatever the hell they want to do. But Clean house. Best be sure the fan base is going to speak up in all aspects of it. One thing that the fan base agrees on for the most part is the fact that we want Dan out. We cannot agree on the name or what should happen with it or what it should be. We can't agree on the colors. I just hope that whoever comes in, we get a chance to actually, or they do their due diligence and research. They don't hire a company out of New York to rebrand a crest and get the dates wrong when you won the Super Bowl. They don't hire a company out of LA to design a wire mannequin of Sean Taylor and get that all screwed up. You know, it's just different stuff like that. And I feel that magic just is competent because everything he touches turns to gold. Yeah. He has, he has his finger on the, his finger on the pulse, so to speak. Yeah, he really does. And this is actually another clip from his interview with the today show with Craig Melvin. Of, of a lifelong Washington uh, football fan. Right. Uh, the prospect of Magic Johnson uh, being a part owner of the football team that I've loved since Doug Williams was quarterback in the late 80s. What, what are our chances of, of, of you? What, 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 <laughs> come on, come on. You don't lose, Magic. You don't lose. You know, Craig, to your point, you know, I've gotten a ring in every sport but I need a Super Bowl ring. And I would love to be uh, the owner of the Commanders, um, do not only great work on the field, but the work we could do with the city. Mm. Yes. Um, And I think that um, if they bless us, uh, Mr. Snyder blesses us with the opportunity to be an owner, it would be an emotional day for me. Yeah. And my father just died, so it would be... 
it would be a great moment for for the Johnson family as well as Josh Harris, who is the lead partner in this, to to take that franchise and and take it to another level. So it's I'm excited happen. about it. It's and, and another African American owner. Yes, That's it. you you and MJ. Sure. So the question that I have is, and and maybe it's it's a stupid question, but I was always told that there's no such no thing as a stupid question. No such thing as a stupid question. Why does Dan have to approve it? I understand it's his team, but if you've got the bid, so let's just say Apolopis's Steve L has 6.5 or 6.2, and the, uh, the the other group has 6.1. Why is it a situation? Why can't it be like eBay? And who, whoever hawked in, and I, I always go back to that. Yeah. You you don't have a choice on on who, who you, but I understand it. But 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 why though? Because it he owns it. It's his yeah. team. If if I'm selling a car, and someone wants to buy it, but then my friend comes in and says he'll buy it for less money, and you know he'll hook me up on the back end with something else later. Or, you know we'll maybe make a trade and do whatever. But if he just wants to give me less money because I know him or because I like him better, then it's completely up to me. It's not up to anybody ah, okay. else. Remember, we asked AJ Perez this, you know, Bezos could publicly come out. And, and this was when Snyder, and it came out, to, you know, it didn't come out from Snyder, but it came out through other sources that Dan would not let Bezos buy the team. It's mm -hmm. since been said by Charles Gasparino, a.k.a. Dan Snyder's mouthpiece, that oh, we're okay with Bezos coming in. But we asked AJ Perez on that episode, if Bezos were to bid higher and it came out publicly that he bid higher, you know, the only thing stopping that from happening and Dan selling it to a lesser bidder is the other NFL owners. The other owners could say, no, we reject this bid for different reasons. But then Dan could come back and sue the NFL saying that they're not letting him sell the team for whatever reasons and just all this other legal crap. I got you. I got you. It just, it just seems as though um, that it, this could come down to something very petty or something very trivial. And that's what I don't like. Yeah. It, it just, it just seems that way. Were you listening to the junkies today? No, I was so not. Those of our listeners that don't know the sports junkies institution here in DC, they're on, every day for the past 25 years, I think. And during the Magic Johnson clip, he said something about, you know, Mr. Snyder. And he was very respectful when talking about Dan mm -hmm. and this and that. And I was just, it kind of, you get taken aback by it because we can't stand him so much in this area. But Magic knows how to talk to the camera, especially on live TV and watches every single word he's saying. So he is following his P's and Q's and making sure he is good while he's talking about this and isn't saying anything that could upset him because ultimately it is Dan's decision on who he wants to accept a bid from. Bank of America is just collecting the bids. And whoever else wants to send some more stuff in there by the time the date is gone, you know, by the time they actually want to actually close this thing out, then great. But they're just going to then give the bids to Dan and Tanya saying, here you go. These are fully vetted bids. These are fully funded bids. 
Which one do you want? A, B, C, or D? And you I know? would think that he, I would think that that he would want to go with the highest bid and yeah. not supposedly a hookup. So I would speak. think so too, and that's why I feel that Gasparino is basically begging Bezos to bid on the team. So it shoots the value up. And a lot of people are saying that the Harris group is worried. The Harris rails magic Johnson group is worried that Bezos is going to swoop in last minute, just like the Walmart group did for the Broncos when they mm -hmm. try to do that. It's to me, it's almost like what some of the NFL teams are doing with Lamar Jackson right now. None of the teams are talking to Lamar because nobody wants to negotiate for the Ravens because the Ravens have a chance to match with that transition tag and mm -hmm. come in and say, you know what? Thank you for talking to him and dealing with him. We'll match that. Well, everyone's worried. We're going to drive this number up. What are we going to do? Is yeah. Bezos going to come in or are we just going to give a number? And, and to me, it's like you're bidding on a house, you know, and you're going through that bidder is going to take the highest amount of money he can at that point. But who knows? It's all still so up in the air. I just hope that it does truly end May 22nd at the next owners meetings because I am just tired of all this getting dragged out in the speculation. Yeah, man. <laughs> it would be great yeah. for all of this to end. So to me, the next step is we get a new owner and then we immediately talk to that new ownership group about, are you going to rebrand? What are you going to do? And we figure all that out because after that off the break yeah, yeah off the break right off get the it break. done yeah then after that what do you want to do about a stadium where's it going to go what's going to happen because those discussions need to start happening years ago and after that you got the football people still handling all the football stuff but we bring in a new head coach because i'm sorry rivera ain't it for me that's just me based upon his track record and the fact that he is roster building for the first time ever since he's been here for four years okay cut the man some slack man I can't. Come on. I can't do it. There's just <laughs> there's zero slack that he should be cut. And it was actually Michael Lombardi went on a tirade about why is everybody cutting Ron Rivera slack? I don't understand mm. it. I don't get it. He's had three winning seasons in 12 years. He might be a good person, but a good person doesn't make you a good coach. And in my opinion, he is a bad coach and a horrible just roster management person. And hopefully... He's gone, and so is Dan come 2024. All right. Fingers crossed. Well, I hear the music in the background. This lets me know that we are coming to a close, and I want to correct you on something. You said one thing's for certain, but I'm going to say two things are for certain. All the fans want, yes, DS out, and they want the stadium to be at RFK. Those are two things that I think that all fans can agree upon. So that's going to do it for another episode of the DMV Mess Hall with Tailgate Ted and Rally Captain. And thank you guys once again for checking us out. Do us a favor. We can't emphasize this enough. Click like, subscribe, share it. And who knows? You might win a prize. Who knows? And always... Rep it hard, but don't rep it at all. That's going to do it for this week's episode of the PB Mess Off. <laughs>